If you're listening to this, then congratulations. You also have scored in the paint versus the Washington Wizards. Nikola Jokic has an absolutely legendary performance. No one plays any defense, but the Nuggets get another win. We'll talk about all that and more on Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can join the show and be a part of the comment section with folks like Corey and John E. and Irwin and Snail, who's stopping by late, late, late on a Wednesday night after the Denver Nuggets got another win, this time versus the Washington Wizards, in what was a really interesting and kind of funny and kind of memorable evening for a lot of different reasons. And there's a lot of things that we're going to have to talk about, and we get to talk about. <clears throat> there's lots of good, and there's, 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 some, there's some stuff I, I, I got to talk about. Um, we'll do all that more on today's show. First, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a $100 with promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on my name is matt moore i'm the senior nba writer for the action network his name's adam mares he's director of content for dmvr you can follow him on twitter at adam underscore mares catch the pre and post game show over at their youtube channel for dmvr just search dmvr on youtube go become a diehard get the merch i have several shirts my wife has several shirts it's a it's the merchandise's choice. Go check out the bar. Do all that over a DNVR. Adam, uh, I was in attendance for the game. You were at the bar as per usual. And we the Denver Nuggets get the win versus the Washington Wizards in a defensive slugfest, 141 to 128. Uh let's start here because no matter I have a I have a lot of angst I need to get out in the second segment, but I'm gonna hold in because because it because absolutely in, incredibly dominant in what many of us at the game felt was a a effortless dominance 43 points on 17 of 20 including by the way 17 of 18 from two point range 9 of 10 from the line 14 rebounds eight assists five steals and a block to go with eight turnovers a plus 28 in the second half, it was domination, and then domination, and then that was the game. Uh, what was your reaction to Nikola Jokic's monster night? It's funny. They gave him five steals. I thought it was four, so they must have awarded him one very late just to make it a little bit sweeter, a little bit better. Um, we've talked about this. Jokic's a two-time MVP. I think he's better than ever, and it's been a little disguised by the fact that less has been needed of him more often than, than ever before. So we haven't seen it. Tonight was one of those games where I'm not sure the Nuggets actually needed this effort from him tonight, but he was capable of giving it. And it was a level that we just rarely see him at where he couldn't be bothered. Yes, Washington went really small. You know, they're just a small team in general. It's not that they went small. They are small. Taj Gibson, I think there's like, you know, he a couple years back, Taj Gibson at six foot nine or whatever could give Jokic a hard time. Jokic is just like dwarfs him now. He's so much bigger than him that it, he just knows how to use it so that he doesn't even see him. And then Gafford is just way too skinny. So 
Tonight was one of those games where Jokic really looked like I imagine Wilt Chamberlain looked back in the day playing against guys that were too small for him, where it was like, yeah, you have no chance against him to stop him in any capacity. I thought the game plan was actually really interesting. So they started the game and they started they started stunting doubles at him. And then they would bring one and they actually had some success in creating some turnovers. And it was really funny watching Monte Moore navigate that as you can take to like there's a couple of plays where joker and him were like looking at like laughing because like monte was taking angles on him and he like he was acting like annoyed at him it was kind of funny um but then what the nuggets what the wizards kind of shifted to was an interesting approach from west unseld and it was honestly the best thing that they could have done given that they were without chris Stapps, porzingis and bradley beal joker mentioned chris Stapps like four times post game for like really for like what happened he was like i really gotta stress they were without some key guys he's like without chris Stapps, they don't have any length inside like yeah. they just don't have the ability and so like joker joker was very nonchalant about it like he was very much like well, yeah they're they're missing the guys that are big enough um they what they went to was we're not going to double we're going to try and contain the nuggets and and try and limit him from passing and a lot of his assists tonight were from outlet passes which he was throwing some absolutely sick dimes on but the nuggets as a team only shot 16 threes yeah and they only made four <laughs> and 39 and made 19 so like the idea was make joker score and we'll trade threes for twos. And that was a really good game plan, except for the Denver Nuggets put up 98 points in the paint <laughs> and they were unable to overcome. It was, a, and at one point it was close when the Wizards were 17 of 31 and then they finished two of eight the rest of the way. And that was when they kind of created that differential. So like, it was an interesting kind of context of how Joker put together this performance, a combination of the Wizards basically being like, well, we're going to single cover you but we have absolutely no one that can even remotely contest you. And it doesn't really matter anyway. And to Joker's credit, he just hit him over and over again. If you're going to do that, like this was a night where he said, if you're going to single cover me, I'm scoring every time. And he pretty much almost did. And I'm glad he did because that was one of the questions this year is how willing he would be, he would be to do that tonight. It was absolutely what was required of him. And he seemed more than, we knew he was capable, but he seemed more of happy of doing that. And oh, by the way, he did it at a ridiculously historic level. I mean, there have been some big performances this year with, you know, 17 made field goals. That was the most efficient game of anybody to take at least 17 field goal attempts in a game. Uh, or I'm sorry, I have 20, 20 field goal attempts. To make 17 of them is just absolutely absurd. You remember Lowry Markinen early this earlier this year? I think he was 15 of 18. Yeah. Like how remarkable it was just felt like the craziest outlier game ever. Yo, just be beat that 17 of 20. Like he basically made two more shots. Um, just absolutely insane. And he just does it so casually. So Yoke was incredible tonight. I thought even the steals were incredible. The rebounds, the assists, like just everything he did tonight, other than on the defensive end, um, was incredible. And uh, yeah, he's, he's better than he's ever been. I really cannot stress to like playing in the NBA is hard. Okay. It's harder than anything I have ever done or will ever do. Okay. It's exceptionally difficult and only 300 people can get to do it each year. Okay. To put up this line with how, again, I really got to stress. It felt like it was not hard for him. Like maybe it was a real struggle. Like maybe he would be like, wow, that was a lot of work I put in. Did right. not feel like it watching after watching as many games from him as I have in that building. 
this felt like I, I kept saying on Twitter, this felt like light work. I cannot believe that he put up the numbers that he did when it felt like it was so effortless for him and a real testament to his control over the game and how, if you do not have the right personnel or you don't commit and just sell out with hard doubles and triples consistently, this is what he's capable. Well, we just talked in the last show. Yeah. We just talked in the last show about Kelly Olenek and how Olenek could take, make Jokic go to his third, fourth and fifth option because he would like, he kind of knows and is like, okay, this or that. But Jokic just has an endless amount of options he can go to. This is what it looks like when you don't make him go to even the second option. That was tonight. This was like, if you don't, if you can't make it, you can't stop Yoke. It's can you force him to his least favorable thing? You couldn't force him to anything. He did exactly what he wanted. And when he gets to do what he wants, he shoots 17 of 18. Aaron Gordon had 22 on eight of 14. He had a phenomenal game. Seven rebounds, three assists, another great game from him. This is a game where Jamal Murray had five points on six shots. MPJ didn't play. Bones had a great night. Once again, working with Nicola in the pick and roll. And I will say that was kind of, um, that was a key thing that they went to. Like they created separation when after all of that, when they started to kind of show the roll again with Bones and Jamal was actually on the court. It was interesting. Um, and Bones just him with that pocket pass over and over and over again. I love the yeah. I mean, we we should talk about bones, but I love this note. And I now that he brings it up, because I knew that one of them was a half court heave, and I knew one of them was an offensive rebound. I forgot of the misses. I forgot that the miss was an offensive rebound that became an and one. Right? Yep. He actually missed the end one, so it wasn't six points; it was five. But none, nonetheless, it was a hilarious play because it's like, oh, you stopped yo. I think it was a block shot or something. Like, oh, good job. You just turned it into an and one instead of a regular layup. You yep. actually should have not blocked him. Just let him score. Um, so yeah, he was unbelievable tonight. And I do like your point about bones because I almost feel like we probably deserve more time on bones. Should we roll him into the second segment? Cause I feel like that it was a meaningful bones performance tonight. He was one of the more noteworthy things that happened tonight. Yeah, we can do that. We'll do that when we come back. Uh, we'll talk about bones and we'll get into some of the other stars of the game. And maybe we'll start it. And we'll do that when we come back on Locked On Nuggets. But first, I need to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's absolutely phenomenal. You just pick two to six players, and if they'll score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, it's just you versus the projections. You're not playing against people that are on screens all day putting together 2,500 lineups. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. You can still get on the World Cup for the final. The NBA, NFL, MLB, college football, men's college basketball, cricket, disc golf. I have no idea what your what daily fantasy for disc golf looks like, but I'm excited to try it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently available in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. And if you deposit 50, enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're also brought to you today by Tarot. Tarot is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. And with Tarot, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. You get to browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U S Canada and Australia. 
Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, a birthday, or a holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and need to get from A to B. I got a friend in Vegas that uses tarot just to rent like luxury vehicles to ride around the strip in because he's a lunatic. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits your everyday life. Many tarot hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at tarot.com. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day and making this your first listen. Make sure your second listen is Locked on Sports Today. From the stories that matter to all the biggest games, make sure you check out Locked on Sports Today wherever you get podcasts. Uh, so, Adam, you have some more thoughts on one young Bones Highland who finished the game with 23 points on 8 of 11 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, 6 assists for Bones for Nishan, and a block to go along with 3 turnovers. Uh, he was a minus 1 because the bench, the rest of the bench was pretty bad tonight. Uh, but he got that run that he had with the starting unit next to Jamal Murray in particular uh, really showed a lot of stuff, and Bones uh, looked great when he was playing next to Joker. He is just so good in the pick and roll. He is such an offensive player, and with Jokic in particular, delivering him the ball right in his sweet spot, I think people – you know, a lot of people think that's good passing, and it is. It takes, like, good timing to get that pass there. But it's also the ability to bend the defense so that that pass is open and available and that when Yoke receives that pass, he has an easy floater. And Bones is just so quick with the ball, so dynamic with the ball with his handle that that pick and roll is just so deadly. I don't, I mean, Jamal Murray and Jokic are unassailable. That's the best two-man game. But Bones presents different types of problems for a defense to solve. And I don't know what their offensive rating was in the final five minutes of the game when Bones was out there or whatever it was. But it just felt like they were scoring, not just scoring every time, but scoring in the exact way that they wanted to every single time. I asked Malone about that lineup they've gone to recently uh, post game, and he kind of mentioned he was like, "We like it because it means that Bones doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time. But if the matchup is right, then he can run that. Having two different guys that can run pick and roll with Nicola really presents a different set of options, and it forces the defense to make a choice." And then they adjust from there. So if you put your better defender on Jamal, well, then Bones is going to go to work on you. If you put your better defender on Bones, then... so having two guys that can do that, um, pretty impressive. I thought it was interesting that that Malone went to that. But Malone, like that to me was a great sign of just how much Malone gave up on the defense tonight to be like, you know what? Fine. We'll just go ahead and we'll put Bones and Jamal out there and we'll score a billion points and we'll get the win. And it, it, it worked out. Um Came up with it. A couple other guys, Christian Brown, uh, another really great performance from Christian. Three of six uh, from the field for eight points, but his points were very loud. Made a lot of plays. The plus minus was bad. Um, this is now, I think, three games in a row where I'm willing to say that DeAndre Jordan has been as bad as I was worried that he would be when they signed him. Like this is, I, I've been very big on this this year. Been like, I look when he's this when he's as bad as I thought he would be then we can talk about it. And he's been that bad. And so like, it's been a real issue. But do you think this was a game? Like, I mean, maybe you just want the same lineup all the time. I still think that it's more of a, the best scenario is that it's a little bit more malleable, but this would have been a quintessential, not DJ game, meaning not backup center game. They were playing small. They were playing little. Mm -hmm. So unless you're planning on just bludgeoning them, you know, with rebounding and dunks and, and lobs, like I, it seems like it would make a little bit more sense just to play a more switch heavy lineup, but he's gone the other way from what common consensus is. And you can think that that's because Malone is a, not you, the, the 
general you. You can think that that's because Malone's a moron or whatever, but that's like what's happened because there's been games where like the Mavericks is another one where they've like, he talks so much about how, Hey, like, like he talked pregame. DeAndre Jordan was great in the paint. And then he played Zeke in that game. Like it, I don't think that there's like, whatever the matchup is that Malone is using to ascertain whether Zeke or DeAndre plays is not based off of the same kind of things that we're looking at and seeing. And maybe that's, maybe that's flawed. Maybe it's not, but like if you're, if it, the, the fact that you're like, you're like, I'm like, yeah, that, which makes me kind of like at this point when there's a, an opponent that's small, I expect DJ to play. And when they <laughs> face a team that's got more bigs, I expect Zeke to play. Like that's where I'm kind of at at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if Zeke Naji played versus the Lakers. <laughs> yeah i mean who knows it just was a weird one um i thought it was a good spot for it but to try out a zeke lineup but that clearly i don't i, I don't want to talk about it almost because we'll talk about this every single game and it's kind of getting stale to talk about but at least christian's in the rotation christian and bones are set that's good right like that's... i think christian's playing i i like the way christian's playing his offense is you know, he had some good offensive moves tonight, drives to the basket or, or whatever. So I kind of like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with Christian and he does seem to have more of Malone's trust than ever before. He got 24 minutes tonight. Um, um, I want to give a, a shout out to Jeff Green who had three of, I don't know, like this is a, a general number that I'd have to, but he had three just absolutely spectacular dunks. Like they're memorable dunks I will remember. Like the, the alley-oop where he caught it, and finished it almost right. behind head was was that is a that that is that's a a dunk contest level perform like it was incredible it is Bones, Bones it is a pretty still, good lob thrower yeah it, good it, lob. it is still very cool um to see to, to see Jeff Green being able to to pull off this kind of place I see somebody in Hurricane here saying nobody's happy with the team fans coach analysts I mean I don't. The defense being what it is, I mean, 28th ranked defense, let's just be clear about something. When you're that bad, there's something that just feels off about it, right? Like, you shouldn't be this bad. I know we'll get into this a little bit later. But I think that's the general feeling about the Nuggets right now. Even them, like even the players don't seem particularly like over the moon for being 17 and 10. The results have been very good. 17 and 10 is a good record. But it does feel like just something's off. And maybe we're overstating that. I, th I think there's a really good chance that we are. But you analyze what's in front of you, yeah, okay. and what's in front of you is they beat a Jazz team that was missing half their roster barely. They just beat a, a Washington team that's lost seven straight, and they want they lost it by giving up 130. What was it, 128 points? Like this is weird. Is there something weird about it? Um, is that yeah, fair? Let's yes. Let's go ahead and get into this. Let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, Should we do it in the third segment though? That's like the big. I mean, to me, that's a whole segment. And then let's do it. Let's go ahead and take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the defense, the vibe, all of that. Cause it's complicated and it's not simple and I don't know if it's getting resolved anytime soon. And so we'll talk about that when we come back on locked on nuggets. But first thing I say about bet online, it's the number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those about online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets.
Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Glad to have you with us. Recording this late on Wednesday night after the Nuggets win over the Wizards. Um, all right. So give me your perspective first, and I'll tell you what it was like at the arena. For what? The vibe, the feeling, how this team's played, what this win was oh, like. Well, all right. Well, yeah. Well, we start with this. Jamal Murray had the one of the weirder games I've ever seen him play. I mean, he looked sad tonight. He looked really sad. And I heard he was out quick, or it was it you that was telling me that he was out quick from the locker room. So that starts it where you're just kind of like, he was notably in a funk. And he took a three-pointer in that third quarter, I think it was, where Yoke was on a roll. And he took a three from deep that airballed. And it was just such an out-of-place shot. So number one, that was weird. Like, he had a weird game tonight. Yes. Jamal did. And then on top of that, you talk about getting stops or this or that. Like, Yoke kind of had to carry the team tonight in a way you didn't expect him to have to carry the team. So, I don't know. It just felt – I don't know. The team has a weird um, weight around them. I would, So, Hurricane is saying, hey, it, it's the fans, it's the analysts, it's this or that. I would say I feel like it is with the team as well. I, 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 I don't think that we're just making that up. So, I think the thing with you is you feel like something is missing. Or off missing. I mean, you mean like a player, or you mean like the uh, feel? I guess um, the wave, the wavelength isn't quite right. They're not on the right wave. Um, this is my read. I watch this team, and I see a team that knows it can get, that knows exactly what the regular season is, and knows it can get to later in the season without stressing itself. Yeah. Whether that's one player setting an example and everyone falling in line, whether mm-hmm. it's something that they've discussed as a group, whether it's an ephemeral thing that has just emanated. Because if you if you ask them, I will tell you, this was the first time tonight that Malone essentially admitted defeat. Like Malone postgame was like, I don't honestly know what to do. Cause like, he's like, we've drilled, we've talked about the messages like, and that's been my thing is I think that I personally on the defensive end, think the coaches are telling them things. And the your response to that is then the message isn't getting through and they should fire Malone. Okay. That that's fine. That's a, that is like, we have a Venn diagram and you can choose how you want to get out of the Venn diagram. And that's one way out. But I will tell you that, when I watch them on defense, I, I have seen the Nuggets be unable to defend, okay? Will Barton can't stay in front of people, okay? Monte Morris, very small, can't stay in front of people. They do have size problems. Um, there are weak points in the, in the defensive scheme. They have played, they've made the adjustment that I said that they should make, which is they played more at the level. And what they did then was they just reversed the ball and no one is ever in the corner. No one is ever ahead of that rotation, ever. The Wizards, I I think they ran it five out of eight times in the first half. I was sitting in front of the left corner and they ran the same action at them, interspersed with some transition stuff over and over and over again. Side pick and roll. They hedge at the level because Joker apparently said that He's more comfortable doing that. Okay. The rollers open. So they try and help down, but the guy that tries to help down goes so far. He can't get back. They don't contain on the side. And every time it's a reversal to the other corner. And every time the guy's trying to make that close out and he gets pump faked and either drove him by and that creates another open three or it's an open three in the corner. 
And this is stuff that's like, I had a veteran NBA player tell me this week, I asked like, why does this happen? And his answer was just stupidity. Like, that's why this happens. And that like, these things are to me are about the effort and execution of a team that knows that it can drop 145 points without hitting threes. Like they are, I don't think that they are intending to coast. I think they are coasting whether they mean to or not. (laughs) I mean, look, that might be the case that they are just coasting and they can't help themselves. I mean, clearly there's not. And again, some of this is, I know it's a overused word, but some of this is just a vibe. Like the team is not feeling the vibe just yet of playing defense and maybe it'll come to them and maybe it'll come to them at a certain point where it's like, you know what? It feels good to play defense right now. And we're, we get all this going, but right now it seems I'll also say this, like the vibe in the locker room is not like, ugh. right. The vibe in the locker room is like, it, it's not like it was three years ago where it was like, isn't this awesome. It's very much like, yeah, good job. Good win. Let's go out. Nice job. Like good win. Good job. Good game. Like, and here's here's an important context for you, Matt. I'm in, I'm interested in. Let me run through the scores in the association tonight. 128, yep. 141. That's this game. 141, 134. 125, 119. 135, 124. 124, 123. 128, 120. 128, 112. 118, yep. 110. These are the scores tonight around the league. I do wonder, and like Denver, relatively speaking, like even relative to everyone else is giving up more points than ever. But some of this is 120 is the new 110. Yep. I agree. You know, like uh, Malone actually mentioned this. He said, uh, he said that, uh, I'm trying to remember the context of it. He was basically saying that for a stretch of time, they had an offensive rating that would have been number one all time. Had it happened before last, like two years ago when they set the record again, like, and that's kind of the thing is like, if everybody's always setting records, the difference here, I think, is that uh, over at Clay in the Glass, they've got it adjusted. You know, you adjust yeah, for pace first, and, and they take out garbage time, and then they, and then you've also got the percentile. And the Wizards offensively were still in the seventy third percentile offensively this season of all teams in non garbage time. So, like, you know, and you know that, like, you know that it's bad. Um, post game because i want to talk to him about how awesome he's been finishing aaron gordon really like i want to talk about that maybe tomorrow that aaron gordon's like i, I just want to do like an aaron gordon show because it's really amazing what he's done um but i asked him i was like i was talking about the weak side stuff about stuff and about how to fix the defense and he was kind of like well look we're we're getting it done like we're winning these games and that followed malone saying the same thing he's like well we're winning He's like, it's going to buy us in the ass eventually, but we're winning. And he didn't give defensive player of the game tonight. To me, this, this might be really like a point of like Malone being like, all right, I, I, I'm out. I'm out of, like, I don't know what else to do here. Like we had four days off. We did the film work. We did all the stuff. And then, and then this happens. And the players basically being like, we won, like we won. And it really, in the end, it wasn't that close. And everybody in the fan base, I think realizes because, what I bottom is like like the um you mentioned like the scores around the league. It's if you win by ten points, but you win one thirty to one twenty, it doesn't feel the same as if you win one fifteen to one oh five. That's such a good take. That's so true, man. If they would have won this game one oh five to ninety five, even like you're just kinda like they dominated them. Yeah. 
Um, and like you gave up 128. That doesn't feel good. And what you and what you want is you want like I I've started to think about every season through the prism of like there's certain archetypes of seasons, not just teams, but seasons. Oh, I like that. Because the Pelicans right now, I, I it's really funny because yeah, like this is a great take. Actually, like, like one of my favorite bat theories. This is a great can, take. Like, can the Pelicans win the Western Conference? Yeah. Like, is Zion the MVP? And the, like, yeah. It's the Grizzlies last year. Arc. Yes, it's I'm like, guys, you just you just did this. Yeah. Stark type. Like we. Yeah. Like, it's exa- and meanwhile, Mavericks this year. I'm trying to think of like what the team that really was like a bummer last year. Well, no, it's yeah. like I mean the Blazers had this a couple years back where they went to the Western Conference Finals and then it was like it didn't really grow. You know, it was kind of felt like a one off. Yeah, there's there's arch. I like this archetypes. Yeah, NBA like, season archetypes. Great work. You know what the Mavericks are having? The Ma- think about the, think think of. I want you to really think about this. In 2021, the Atlanta Hawks go to the the Eastern Conference Finals. They upset Joel Embiid, MVP candidate, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. They lose yeah. in the conference finals, and the next year they're an inconsistent middling team that everyone's like, this team's not so very true. good. So true, man. The That's Mavericks last year made the Western Conference Finals, knocking off the 64-win Phoenix Suns, and this year are an inconsistent team, and everyone's like, this team's not very good. This is one of my favorite Matt, Matt-isms. This is a good one. What is the Nuggets, though? The Nuggets are the, 2000, so, uh, the 2002 Lakers. They're the post-championship hangover team. <laughs> um, I but think they don't have a better way... Maybe a better maybe a better way to think of them is going back to like those Suns teams, like the 07 Suns. Like the pre-Shaq Suns, right? Where it's like they're just gonna run things back and they made some additions. Um, I think there's probably some other comps that we can find in there. Yeah. Uh the what you don't want to be is you don't want to be the Clippers. That's what you don't want. You don't want to be Blob City. That's what you right. don't want to be. Um, I will say, like the it's, people are talking about the joy. The, the Nuggets had a little bit more joy tonight. They really did. And I will say this too, like Malone. Malone tried really hard between like the awarding of the MVP trophy to, to Joker after the game, the new Michael Jordan trophy. And like, just generally, I like, I think Malone is trying not to just be completely miserable that his team can't play defense. <laughs> I think that, or won't. So nuggets that's testing mine. Michael Malone's soul. They're really testing him. They are. They're just like, we're, we're going to give you everything except for the one thing you want. Yes. We'll give you any. You, you want 60 wins? We'll give you it. We'll give it to you. We're not yeah. giving you defense. We're not giving you defense. You know, um, I do have a, I have a take, though, and I will just say this. Uh, I, I have said that the Nuggets are a title contender. I said that from preseason, from the moment like the last season ended when they were getting Jamal and MPJ back. Um, I said that through the offseason when they added K, uh, KCP and Bruce Brown. Yeah. I said that in preseason. Uh I am I am here to tell you that as of right now, I do not consider the Denver Nuggets to be a title contender. They can get back in if if the starters decide to to actually give a damn on defense. Like if even if that means that the offense is slightly worse, like I I think that they but I cannot take them seriously as a title contender with this defense. It, it was just the the high level teams at full bore at full throttle. I, I can't believe that they, until you show me you can do it, I can't just trust you. Even if you do it in the clutch, which is, that's their argument. It's like, we can do it. We do it for stretches or quarters or blah, 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 blah. Like, 
you have to show me you can do it. You have to show me that you care enough to do it. Otherwise, I can't believe that you are. They don't care about whether I th- whether what I think, and that's fine. But I can't think of the Nuggets as a contender if this is what their identity is going to be. They certainly don't feel like they're building championship habits. I think you you'll you're saying it in a different way that it feels a little too hot to me. Even if this is like a semantic thing, I think where we probably yeah. agree. It's just we're, we're phrasing it differently. I don't like your phrasing, even if I understand what you mean. But they definitely are not building championship habits. They are not going to win an NBA championship one forty one to one twenty eight every game. That's just, I don't. That's not going to happen. And like the players also, here's what's funny. The players know it. I know. I know. That's what's so weird about That's why it's all weird, Matt. This is what I mean. It's all weird. They're like, we know what it takes to win a championship. Are you doing it? Absolutely not. (laughs) But we're winning. Yeah. A hundred percent. We're winning. And like that's what? (laughs) Well, here's, and here's part of the other problem. Okay. Is the answer to that from Malone's perspective is, well, you know, we'll lose, we'll get our asses kicked and then that'll teach us. And it won't because they still know that they can go into the next game and drop a 128, 130 offensive rating and win. Like, this is the NBA regular season. It just is. But, like, most nights, what they did tonight is going to get you home. Yeah. So... I don't know what the motive, the motivation is for them to reach the expectations that they have for themselves and that the fan base and the city and the media has for them. Like everyone wants them to be a truly great team. Yeah. And for them, they want to be a truly great team in April. And I that is like we're all waiting for something and we're not sure what. So yeah, it's weird, but you know and, what and they, they do? They kind of feel, they kind of honestly talking to them. Like they kind of feel like they're like, well, you know, hopefully we'll figure it out. And you're like, but this is like yeah. stuff that you control. Yeah. We got to What's the, we got to stop worrying about it and just kind of accept the, accept the season that we're on and, Get excited when and if they they flip that defensive switch and everything clicks for them. But at least Danny, right now, offensively, it's easy. Danny, to play for him. Maybe they wouldn't play D for anyone, but it's going to follow him in regardless, so he needs to figure it out. I mean, he's right about that. You're mad about the phrasing of it or the point, but like the truth, it is the truth. Like if Denver plays like this all year and into the playoffs, it will fall on Malone. You're, no, you're absolutely right. It'll fall on him. Yeah, you're absolutely I've, I've said that. Yeah, I've read that. For, no, no, no. He, he's saying that it should fall on him. And I'm like, there's a difference between how the NBA works and operates, which is the coach gets fired because that's what you do because you can't fire the players because they are guaranteed money. And the difference between that and like who it's actually on, like th- there's this expectation of, well, if they're not trying hard, then Malone needs to say the magic word, like the magic words. Like what do you, wh- what is it that he's, you know? And then, and then you say, like, what is that, that is part. I mean, I, I disagree with you in that that is part of coaching. Like, okay, no, I, this you're is right on a single game on a single game thing. Like, Hey, you didn't bring it tonight, whatever. But when you talk about 30 games in, like, I, that's part of it is like, Hey, what is it? The buttons that have to be pushed. And to your point, they're not firing Malone in the, this season. Like the, they, it would be at no. the end of the season you evaluate it. Yeah. So there is time, but I'm saying like, I do think there's something to, you got to get your team to do the thing that you know they can do. Yeah. And you know, I think I do want to stress this. So like there's one, 
they shouldn't make changes midseason because they won't. I mean, I, I would, I feel so, com- I mean, if I feel really confident in that. Okay. Um, like, I just want to be clear. And especially like, it would be insane to be like, Hey, you're 17 and 10 and uh, you know, potentially tomorrow second in the Western conference, get out of here. You bum. You didn't play Zeke Nagy enough. Like that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. insane. Right. Um, Yoke's really good, man. He is. He's, I mean, Again, I gotta tell you because you're it not does remind you of these LeBron teams. I mean, it reminds you of the very short list of great players where they can do almost everything wrong and still be great. And that's what it, it's honestly what it feels like. You just watch and you go, every night he just does some crazy thing. I mean, he's up to almost 25 points per game now. He shredded that pass on the base uh, on the baseline up ahead, the outlet pass, bounce pass to KCP, and it was it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, and he just. He just consistently, and again, you and I were kind of arguing about this because, none, like, again, none of us at the arena felt like he was having to work very hard. And to do what he did, and like after the game, he didn't look exhausted. He was like, I've seen him tired after games. This was not one of them. Like, that's crazy to just be like, yeah, Joker just came in and dropped this because he can. It's um, wild. Um, what do you think? Before we get out of here, um, is the offense – I don't like the idea of like, oh, but you get these guys back as so you just add those points to it. That's not how basketball works. But like Jamal didn't play well. And again, you mentioned it was a weird game from Jamal. Just a very weird game. So weird. Very, very strange. Um, <laughs> and so – and the MPJ didn't play. But like you and I said that this could be the best <laughs> offense in the league and one of the best offenses ever. When you say it like that, it's so funny. What? Murray, basically no Murray, no MPJ. And they're just, just dominating offense. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I are sitting here talking about like, what's wrong with the Nuggets? Like, as they're 17. This is it. I will say last year was was a drone, like a droning noise. It was just like a, it was very difficult for everybody. This year is becoming very fascinating. It's just not becoming like the exhilarating wild ride. Yeah, I agree with this. I actually agree with this. It's a good, another good take. Like it's a, it's a fast. It's confusing season and fascinating. Like, yeah. Like they're not, they're not just a really good team. That's in line to win the title. And we'll see if they can get it done. They're not just a flawed team. That's clearly not at the level of a championship and needs to change something like they're this mix of all of these things. Yeah. I'll tell you, I love this one. Jokic, this take, which I just, the more time goes on, the more I feel like it's not that crazy. The best, Jokic, the best offensive engine ever. You can plug a lot of pieces around it would work. I'm telling you, career years from KCP, Aaron Gordon. I'm not trying to take anything away from those guys. It just happens over and over again. Last year, career year for Monte. Just, it really is, man. Just the, the offense. Do you agree that this conversation inherently does take away from them? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, not really, not really. I mean, this is basketball to me. These things are all connected. Like a player is great when they are able to get what's great out of other players, but that doesn't mean that wasn't, there isn't something great about those players. It's that it's a, the ability to find it and connect it to yourself. And so to me, it actually isn't. 
Crap to Aaron Gordon tonight because like I actually wanted to like not. I was like, look, everyone kind of says like, well, yeah, he's playing with Jokic. Look at these easy buckets, but I see AG finishing through two, sometimes three defenders now. He I, I, called, I called him tonight a mini Zion. He kind of is the way he just blows through people right now. I, I told him because he's not slow like a tank. I told him he looks like a Humvee, like a Hummer. Yeah. And he said, I'm more efficient than a Hummer. Um, so <laughs> I love that. Really I, I asked him. I asked him also, I said, <laughs> what you know, what, what, I was like, what's been the difference like for you? Like what's been the difference in finishing like this? And he was like, honestly, I put the work in the weight room and I play with Jamal and, and Nicola. Yeah. I mean, he's right. Like, he was. Um, Hold on a second. 13.6% of Zion shots are dunks. What are. 28.5% of AGs are. Mini yeah. Zion. Zion's not on his level. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I think that we go too far with stuff like this. I mean, you could pl couldn't plug in G League guys, but most of these NBA stars in Jokic would be a top three offense. I just, I, I, mean, I just think that last year they were like fifth or sixth or something, but I, I just, I think, and those guys hey. played, played well. Like, I just think you got to give credit to, I think it's reductive, and I, I think also it's it's it, what it is is it's trying to it's trying to praise Nicola in a way that actually downgrades everybody else. Like the purpose is to downgrade everybody else, and by saying like it's it's and I I'm just like look Nicola, you're absolutely your take about like Nicola is one of those special players that brings that finds the great and connects it. Just like how does your greatness that's a great fit with take. my greatness, yeah. and that's what he that's to me his greatest skill is. He sees five players, what they're good at, and somehow ties it together in a way that makes everything cohesive. Um, Kiali says the NBA disrespected Jordan with a new MVP trophy, the worst pose of Jordan. I will say it's that the Jordan. players really liked it. They loved it. Like uh, Aaron Gordon said it was, quote, dope. KCP was like, can I have my trophy? He really wanted it. Um, uh, and then Nicola, uh, we, they tried to get him to bring it to the podium, and he wouldn't, and didn't want to talk about it after the game. And then... Um, post game they actually had to bring it to his car because he couldn't find it that's just like that's typical of of, of yeah, as for that. where it will sit he said natalia will handle that so um let me one last question for you here somebody said um nuggets so murray mpj come back nuggets are winning it all while being the last defense in the league <laughs> i would you what would you do if this actually is how it plays out, where the Nuggets <laughs> never get better on defense, but somehow just keep winning 141 to 135 or whatever. It we said when the, before the Warriors, you can't win with jump shooting, you can't win from threes, this or that. What if it became like, you know what? You can have an unstoppable offense. <laughs> I would love it because like four of us get book deals if they win the title. <laughs> and my goal is to be one of the four. There you go. And that will be my angle, is writing about how ultimately defense doesn't win championships. That would be my entire thing. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us on Locked on Nuggets. Appreciate you guys hanging in late night with us. If you're listening to this in the morning, um, I'll try and get to a, uh, another episode tomorrow. I want to talk about AG and a few more things. Friday, we'll preview the Lakers game, and then on Saturday, I'll have a recap episode for you. Guys, hope you week. Make sure to follow Adam on Twitter at Adam underscore stuff over DMVR pre and post game show as well as a daily podcast. Check out the Action Network. Support my stuff over there. Download the app. I got a betting podcast. I hit. 
I went, I went crazy last night. It was awesome. It was, it was, I, I nailed a lot of things, including the magic. I called the magic on. So go do that. Thanks for joining us. Hope you guys have a good night. See you again next time on Lockdown Nuggets.